0: Hour number two bet MGM the night begins right now live from the BetQL studios in Washington, D.C. It's Ryan Horvath, Trista Crick with you here on a Monday night. Nick on vacation. And we got a lot to get to coming up in 20 minutes. We're going to talk with Jeff Goodman. We're going to preview the NBA draft. We're going to do the same right now. And we got to talk about this Brad Beal deal as well with Keith Smith. You can find him on Twitter, Keith Smith KeithSmithNBA. Works for Spotrack. Also the front, of, uh, front office show. Keith, how you doing, man? Long time, no talk. Uh, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. All right, Keith. I had a pretty big bet on Brandon Miller to go number two overall thought about it thought about it for weeks and i've convinced convinced myself that scoot henderson's going number two overall to the charlotte hornets uh what do you think happens there at number two and number three i think that's where the draft really gets interesting mostly
1: mostly keith because he knows how much i would despise brandon miller going to portland
2: yeah yeah (laughs) yeah well we'll see i mean you know i think charlotte it's very cliche to say the draft starts with X team. But in this case, it really is true. We all know Victor Benyama is going first. So that really means the draft is going to start with Charlotte at two. And I think what Charlotte's trying to do to at least some extent is tell the New Orleans Pelicans who are known to want Scoot Henderson that, hey, if you want them, you're going to trade up to two if, if you want to get him, You know, otherwise you're not getting them. You know, we'll we'll, we'll take them and we'll move, move along. And maybe that's a bluff. You know, we'll see. Uh, all the mock drafts, the guys who do this for a living, are still saying, uh, for the most part. Brandon Miller goes number two. But, but I, I think Scoot Henderson's in play, and I think you know these late draft week workouts, which both of those guys are reportedly going to go back into Charlotte to work out, those can often swing things.
1: Keith, I don't think Portland wants Brandon Miller, me personally. Uh, they worked out Cam Whitmore before him. I think they would really like to not have to make that decision. Uh, is there any possibility, given the fact that we're betting this NBA draft, is there any possibility that if Scoop goes to, that Portland would go in a different direction than Brandon Miller?
2: That'd be tough to see. I mean, I, I, there's got – so my personal kind of board in my gears is Victor Wembanyama. So far, I had everybody you can't even see him. Then I have Scoot Henderson all by himself in the next group. I think he's going to be great. I think he'd be the number one pick in most drafts that, you know, don't include a generational superstar. And then I've got Brendan Miller. I've got, you know, Cam Whitmore on level with him. I really like him quite a bit. Um, You know, I I like Jerry Walker out out of uh, Houston. I think he's going to be really good, too, the the Thompson twins. You know, I don't have – I have Miller at the top of that group, but I don't separate it. So – I think, Corland, if Scoot Henderson's not there, I think you probably see far more likely that they're on the phone saying, hey, who wants to trade up? Who wants to get, you know, Brandon Miller, who wants to go in a different direction here? And they try to get out of it if Scoot's not sitting there at three. And if Scoot is sitting there at three, they may still be working the phone saying, all right, New Orleans, you want to come up? You know what it's going to cost you to get up up here to number three.
0: Keith, is there anybody sneaky, maybe like a Kobe Bufkin or like a Nick Smith Jr. that you could see going a little bit higher than, you know, most of the mocks suggest?
2: Yeah, Kobe Buffkin's drawn a lot of uh, love this week. He's kind of that late riser right now. He was a kid who was, you know, I would say a month or two ago, maybe pre combine, he was sitting in the you know, late late in the 20s, and now you know we're starting to talk about you know maybe he breaks in, you know to, to the back half of the lottery. So probably not going to get all the way into the top 10. Um, you know, and then I think if I remember right too, he's one of the kids who quit workouts. Mm-hmm. Um, which that generally means that there's a promise out there from somebody. So so we'll see what, what that looks like. But he's definitely a guy uh, that some people have talked about coming up. You know, the board's pretty high.
1: Obviously, Wizards are rebuilding. They've blown it up. The ship is uh, on fire. I'm really curious, though, what direction they go with the point guard position. It seems like that's what they're going to do in terms of the draft. Like, if you were to guess – maybe a playmaking point guard like an Anthony Black if he's there or maybe a a combo guard like an Asar Thompson? Or do you think that they take somebody who's more of a score-first point guard or like a defender like a Cason Wallace uh, or maybe even like reach for a Nick Smith?
2: Yeah, I think it's probably Anthony Black. Uh, I think he's kind of got the uh, makings of everything you want in a modern point guard. He's got good size. He can score. He can really playmake. Um, I think he's a kid that they would see. Are, we can really build around him uh, moving forward. The other guys, there's not that Anthony Black is a the perfect prospect by any means, but those other guys all have a ton of questions around them. I think maybe if I'm in Thompson, somehow drop to the Wizard, they'd probably be all over that. Um but but I, I think it's probably gonna be Anthony Black at that spot that's you know reading most of the most of the mocks and again the people who are hyper focused on this stuff. That that seems to be where most people are locking into. But may maybe there's a swerve that comes, but, but that seems to be the direction that they're going. And then we'll find out, you know, do they partner par or pair him with Monty Morris for, for a year or do they move Monty Morris? in a separate deal as they kind of kick off that full-scale rebuild there in Washington.
1: Yeah, quick follow-up on that. Do you think that there's a possibility, because I'm seeing in the news that the Spurs might try to move up to try to get Anthony Black as well, and I know that the Wizards probably want as many picks and young players as possible. Do you see that being a possibility, some sort of trade on draft night with the Spurs and the Wizards?
2: I mean, it it could happen. I kind of. You know, a lot of times when you hear Spurs rumors, I kind of disregard them <laughs> out of hand because yeah. nothing gets out of San Antonio, right? right. I, I think that's often coming from another team, you know, trying to, you know, either use the Spurs as, you know, kind of that cap space boogie monster if it's an agent, or they're using them as, you know, the, 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 uh, you know idea of you know all right you know hey we're we're you know we're we're in talks with san antonio and they're they're trying to trade up so if you want to get up here you better better make that move i think it's more likely you know you could see you know maybe a team like orlando try to move up Mm. a little bit or or you know indiana could could do that they've got a bunch of picks utah has a bunch of picks that that they could go forward i think you know some of these teams are looking at and saying hey having a whole bunch of picks is really nice but what gets a struggle with oklahoma city they're another team that's try to trade up is our finding out is it sounds good until you have to roster all these guys and you yeah. run out of roster spots pretty quick yeah
0: keith i'm glad that you uh, brought up orlando that's a team that i'm mm-hmm. buying stock on a young team i love Paolo. i uh, love franz but I, they need shooting so what do you think they do at six maybe they move up but it, do you think that that's where they go they need shooting in this draft
2: yeah i think they'd love to move up if they could the problem is you're talking putting six and eleven together, and you're probably the highest you're going to get is two picks. So unless you love whoever's there at four, I, I don't think that's going to be the direction it goes. I think they are they're, they're probably more likely to just stand pat, use both of their picks, and and keep things moving. You know, shooting wise, yeah, it, you know with Orlando, what well, what I always look for is. You know, guys who are uh, generally two-way players, guys who can play both offense and defense, and guys who have you know good athleticism and good size. That tends to be what they've prioritized. You know, keep an eye on Taylor Hendricks, uh, Jeff Weltman, Mad Magic, uh, you know, front office uh, leader. Said today, you know, he was raving about Hendricks. Now there's a local connection because he went to UCF here in Orlando. Um, but you know that he was talking about, you know, what a great kid he was and a good workout that he had. And that's the kind of kid I think they could see. Hey, we plug him into a front court that features, you know, Paolo Bancera and Franz Wagner. Yeah, we feel pretty good about that moving forward.
1: Well, and they obviously need a point guard too. And I've seen Keith that they're getting mocked. Uh, at to get Grady Dick at 11 and that doesn't if they get Taylor Hendricks that doesn't really solve their point guard issue uh, what do you think they do in terms of solving that need
2: yeah I think they would push back uh, you know relatively hard on that they love Markel Folks. wow you know they, they 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 think he is you know he's figured stuff out he's stayed generally healthy over the last year or so and he's played really really well for them they also really like Cole Anthony quite a bit too so you know, there's not a prospect that I think screams that guy's going to come in and be our starting point guard for the next, you know, half decade or more. So I, I think they're more likely to take, you know, the best player available. You know, if that happens to be one of the guards, great. You know, if, you know, if one of those really good guards is in there at 11 and they feel like that's the guy for them, then they'll do that. I think they also know, hey, we've got $20 million plus in cap space and we've got a whole bunch of tradable guys, whether it's through trade or through a direct signing we can always add another guard if we need to that way. But they they like their guard mix Mm. there because they have not given up on Jalen Suggs either, who they they still feel like, you know, hey, if we can keep him on the floor... Uh, every time he starts playing well, he picks up another injury, and then it's back to square one. But if we can keep him on the floor, he's pretty good. They really like Gary Harris, too. So I don't know that they're pushing as hard to add a guard to that group as a lot of outside people think.
1: Just really quickly follow up on that. It, do you think those Grady Dick rumors then are true? Because he's not a, a two-way guy. He's probably a, a slightly a defensive liability.
2: Yeah, we'll see. I, I think you know, I, I, the challenge that I'm having a little bit, with Grady Dick, uh, I think as people look at it and they see, oh, white kid from Kansas, he must be just like Christian Brown. And they, they couldn't be more different as players. Man. You know, Brown, super athletic, he gets faster, he hustles, plays defense really hard. I think Grady Dick's the kind of guy, we'll find out in the NBA if you can kind of work with his defensive limitations front. Wagner was a guy a lot of people are like this guy's never going to hold up defensively and he's been just fine so you know if they feel like hey what he adds is shooting that we really do need on this roster and we feel like we can make it work around our other guys who play defense they'll, they'll go that direction I don't think they'll worry about it too much.
0: Listening to BetMGM tonight we're talking right now with Keith Smith's Spotrack and Keith uh, the big news yesterday the Wizards finalized a trade they're sending three time all-star Bradley Beal to the Sun so how do you think this works out? You have Brad Beal, you have Kevin Durant, you have Devin <laughs> Booker, who all struggled to stay healthy. Beal hasn't played more than 60 games since 2018. Um, we'll see what they do with Ayton. But what do you think uh, ends up happening here with Phoenix? Do you like this deal?
2: I don't – I'm not as down on it as some folks were for either side. You know, I, I saw a lot of people – you know, saying Washington got nothing and they're killing them. And, and I've seen a lot of people saying, you know, what in the world is Phoenix doing? How are they going to build a roster? But I look at it, it's Phoenix said hey, it was now or never to cash in on Chris Paul's uh, contract. We Next year, you know, when all the new salary cap rules come in play for the most expensive teams, they wouldn't have been able to do a trade like this. So they're looking at it saying, all right, let's get it done. And if they feel like, you know what, well, we'll blow past that, we'll fill out with, resigning our own guys we'll fill out with minimums we feel like we can build a completely competitive team you know around that maybe they trade deandre eight and then break him up into you know two or three players they if they feel like that's the way we'll go but i said with the over under on games played where they all play in the same game for Durant, booker and beal probably at like 50 i you know those, those guys are all a good bet to miss Sometime. It's going to be a little bit bumpy at first. It always is with these super teams. I think people forget that that Heat team started out, I think it was 10-10, before they really figured stuff out. So, you know, it takes a little while for that to come together, but I think it, it can work and be pretty good because the one thing with this group that is nice is all three of those guys have played with other star players before. All three of those guys can shoot, so they can play off the ball. So that makes it a lot easier than some of these other constructions where it's been. Yeah, I've always been the guy, so I need the ball, and I need to be the one who runs the show and does all those things. And or, you know, one of the three guys can't really play away from the ball uh, very effectively, so that changes the math on it quite a bit. In this case, the Suns don't have those problems, so I don't mind it at all for them, provided they can build, you know, some functional depth in there because they're going to need it because, you know, everybody's saying, who's going to stop these guys in the playoffs? Well, the first 82 counts too, and you got to get, you know, you don't want to be going into the playoffs with, the, you know, fourth or fifth seed. Uh, you know, and making your path a lot harder than it needs to be.
1: Yeah, no doubt, Keith. Uh, obviously, Chris Paul still doesn't have a home. He's in Washington. Won't play a game here. Um, Warriors have been rumored to be trying to maybe make a move. Uh, maybe Chris Paul has been rumored. What What do you think the Warriors do? Do you think they try to move up in this draft? Do you think they try to maybe trade Chris uh, trade for Chris Paul, move Jordan Poole, and try to get another first-round pick out of that? Like, what do you see happening with the Dubs?
2: yeah the Chris Paul stuff is weird to me I I mean I get it I'm sure they'd love to have him but you'd have to give up another guy who's you know a key rotation player for them and you know most likely that probably starts with Jordan Poole and if I'm the Wizards I'm not sure you know after I just wiped out you know 200 million for Bradley Beal I want to take on you know 130 million for Jordan Poole I'm not sure that's the direction they really want to go so so I think you're in a thought they were that that just doesn't make a ton of sense to me yeah. you know where that that why that would come together I think you know Chris Paul's probably he's probably going to ultimately be headed to one of the two LA teams Either the Lakers after a waiver or you know maybe he to the Clippers if they you know can put together a couple of expiring salaries and a draft pick or something for him uh if, to go back to the Warriors though it sounds like they're you know at least open to talking about trading Jonathan Kaminga uh with the idea of you know maybe Kaminga 19 to move up for a player that they really liked in the draft. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see. That that's that been kind of thrown out there. Kaminga threw, you know, some gas on that fire by saying, you know, hey, I'm going to go on a workout tour this summer and show everybody what I can do and, you know, try, try to prove to people I can really play. And, you know, that's generally not the kind of thing that has flown real well with the Warriors over these uh, past, you know, decade or so since they've come to prominence. So, yeah, I think they're going to be active trying to fill out their rotation. But for the most part, it's probably going to be, let's get Draymond Green re-signed. Let's try to sync his contract up with Steph Curry. They'll probably send Clay Thompson for a couple years, and then they'll just keep, keep that thing moving as best they can uh, over the next three seasons. Uh, Keith, we only
0: got about 60 seconds. Who's another team you think is going to be aggressive here this offseason? Because we thought maybe Miami was going to end up with Bradley Beal. They just made a run to the finals. I think they need somebody else. Uh, who's another team maybe that you think is uh, aggressive here the next couple weeks?
2: Yeah, I think Miami may still be. I think they're, they're hoping and praying that something goes sideways with Damian Lillard in Portland and he walks out that's you know, very very clear that's the direction that they would love to go. But I think Portland's going to be aggressive. I don't think they're going to trade Damian Lillard. I think they're probably going to move three and other stuff and try to put a winner around Dame again. I feel very confident. We won't see Damian Lillard in the number three pick on the yeah. same roster, at least not for very long. Um, I think Toronto is going to do something. It feels like they've got to pick a direction. You can't just kind of yeah. keep floating around with, with what they've done. So that, that's where you know, those are the kind of teams that, that I'm looking at and really I think everybody else is looking at. One other thing that I'll throw very quickly is a lot of people are looking at and saying, "Hey, the Suns went all in and they're going to blow Thanks, right Kate. past the super tax line. Let's go."
0: Gotta let you go. Thank you so much, Keith Smith, Benham GM. The night continues next.